Well, first of all, I'd like to welcome everybody here, especially those who maybe are not from the parish, who are visiting, family. Uh, It's beautiful to have you here. I love this day. Uh, How can you not? You guys look so beautiful. Guys, look, you look like men. And, uh, yeah, that's easy. You don't even have to flex. <clears throat> and it's just a beautiful day. Uh, and we have, not only on top of First Communion and, and everything that's going on with our families, it's also Divine Mercy Sunday. For you, those, those of you that may not know what that is, that picture over there was an image that St. Faustina received in Poland in the early 1900s, in which Jesus said to the world, through this little nun, he said, I wish them to all know of my mercy. That in essence, there is nothing that you can do that you cannot receive mercy from Jesus from except to not ask him. All we have to do is ask. And if we do, immediately he is willing to give it. But I think some of us, maybe in in here in the church, maybe in our own families, whoever it might be, we've been kind of like infiltrated a little bit by an ideology, a philosophy, an idea. And that idea is this, that seeing is believing. What do I mean by that? That in order to believe something, you have to see it for what it is. Otherwise, you won't believe it. That's what happens with Thomas in the gospel today, kids. Jesus appears, and everybody's like, Jesus appeared. And he's like, I won't believe it unless I put my finger into the nail marks of his hand and my hand into the side where he was pierced with the spear. That we have to, in order for something to be true, you have to have physical evidence of it. If that's true, then why do we believe this? Why do we believe the Eucharist is really Jesus? Because we can't prove, I can't prove it to you that this is the actual body and actual blood. You have to have faith for that, kids. And what is faith? Faith is trusting somebody who's trustworthy. Let me give you a few examples from the natural world. A doctor. If you go and see a doctor and the doctor says to you, what's wrong? And you say, well, I have a sore throat and I don't feel very good. And he's like, he does some tests. You have strep throat. Not one of us ever says, no, prove it. I don't believe you. We just say, okay. You're a doctor. So you're trustworthy. And then you know what he does? He gives us pills. We don't know what's in those pills. But we take them. All of us do. We don't sit down and say, prove it to me. I want to know the chemical composition of these pills. What's in them? Let me give you another example. When you're meeting somebody, if I come up to somebody and say, hi, I'm Father Waltz. They don't say, prove it. Where's your ID? I don't trust you. Let me ask you something, Sarah. Have you ever been to Tokyo, Japan? Do you know Tokyo, Japan is a real place? You don't. (laughs) You're right, you don't. But does Tokyo exist? How do you know? You've never been there. Ah. You see how ridiculous this is? Of course Tokyo exists. How do we know it exists? I haven't been there either. But somebody told me that it's real. Somebody that I trust. Or how about your GPS, right? When it says turn left. No! Prove it to me. Prove I gotta turn left. No, we just do it. 
We do this all the time, you guys. All the time. We have faith in so many different things. And it's because the people that are talking to us, we say, you're trustworthy. Why do you say a doctor's trustworthy? Because he has all these degrees. He studied the human body. I trust him to tell me what's wrong with me. So here's the thing, kids. When it comes to the supernatural, the things of God, who are we going to trust? Who can tell us about the things of God? None of us can. We're not God. We need God to tell us about God. And Jesus said he was God. And if Jesus was God, then he's trustworthy. But how do we know he's God? Kids, do you remember these stories? When Jesus was out and he was in the boat and there was a huge storm and he stood up and he said, be quiet. What happened to the storm? It stopped. Well, can any human being do that? No. Who could do that? God could do it. When Jesus says to the blind man, see what happens. He sees. Can human beings do that? No. Can God? Yes. You guys are so smart. We have the best teachers here and the best formators at St. Joe's. Let me give you another one. When he went to his friend Lazarus who had died and he said to the dead man, rise. What happened? He rose from the dead. Can men do that? Can women do that? Can God do that? You got it. And so when Jesus says, he takes a piece of bread at the Last Supper, and he says, this is my body. What happens? It turns into his body. And when he takes the chalice full of wine and he says, this is the wine of the new covenant, my blood. This is my blood. What happens to the wine? It turns into his blood. And if that was not enough to trust him that he's God and he has the right to gain our trust, he rose himself from the dead. No human being can do that. Only God can do that. Kids, the Eucharist is not just a symbol of Jesus. It is Jesus. And he proved it to us when he said, I am God. And then he proved that he was God by his miracles and by his resurrection from the dead. One of my favorite parts of the Bible is when he's talking about the Eucharist. He says, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life within you. And everybody says, wait, that's weird. Clear it up for us. And he says, okay, I'll clear it up for you. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life within you. He says the exact same thing again. And they leave. It's too much. This man cannot actually give us his body and his blood. And he, they walk away. And Jesus lets them walk away. And I pray, kids, that you never walk away. And then he turns to Peter and the apostles and he says, what are you guys going to do? And Peter looks at him and he says this. Where can we go? We have come to know and we are convinced that you are the Son of God. We believe that you're the Christ and you possess the words of eternal life. What's Peter really saying, kids? He's saying this. Jesus, I don't know what you're talking about. Body, blood, I don't know. 
But I know one thing. I know that you're God. And if you say that that's the body and blood, then I trust you that that is indeed your body and blood. Kids, if Jesus is God and he said it's his body and blood, we don't need to ask any more questions. We just need to believe. We just need to believe. You are going to receive today, kids, the greatest treasure that God can give you. Himself. Himself. And I pray that you never doubt that this is really him. And I pray that you never leave him. And that the Eucharist is central in your life. That the Mass, going to Mass, is the most important thing for you. Because it is where you will meet God. We rejoice with you today. And we pray for you. That you will always stay close to Jesus in the Eucharist.